The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The first one we are going to lead off with is going to be Saquon Barkley. We're, you know, we're, we're not super divided on this one. We are going to be missing a key part to this conversation with Kev having him at two. He has a video that is up on the YouTube channel. If you want to go and see how he really feels about Barkley, Kev is not moving off of him. And he had him as his number two before the, the pup list removal and all that stuff came through. Uh, Christian, you have him at four. Robbie and I both have Saquon at eight and for fantasy pros consensus ranking, he is sitting there at seven. So Christian, you're going to have to kind of be in the driver's seat here without Kev alongside you, but tell us why me and Robbie are idiots for having him at eight. I mean, it's Saquon Barkley. I mean, the guy's a freak. We're, We're not talking about a normal human being here. We're talking about Saquon Barkley. So I think you guys have to start off. Like I, I, I think, I think it's nuts that you guys have Barkley as far back as you do because we're not again we're not talking about a normal human being here. Let me hear it from you guys first. I will take the the mantle here. Uh, and, and again, this is this is not a we think Barkley will be bad. I think there's just enough risk where if you have him as your number 2 overall player and for yourself Christian a number 4 overall player, I feel much more comfortable with the other backs going in that area. So we're talking about Alvin Kamara, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Zeke is up there for me, Derrick Henry. Um, So those are guys that I feel more comfortable with a tier above um, where I have Barkley in more of the the tier below those guys. So uh, just to start out, obviously we have uh, coming off a, a major injury, right? We're not just talking about, as Cody's pointed out in other videos, it's not just the ACL, it was an MCL, it was a meniscus. It's kind of a full knee injury. And we've seen a ton of stats come out over the years about how it takes a little bit of time for them to get back to full operating capacity, right? Uh, a lot of backs never get back to their to their full operating capacity. We saw AP do it. Uh, AP is probably comparable to Saquon where he's that freak of a human where he can do it for sure. But we definitely have a lot of other guys who, who didn't get back to that, that 100% themselves. We just saw him come off the pup list. Sure, there's you know, a, a little less than a month until the season starts, but I think it'll take time for them to work him in fully. So I think we're starting off the season with him not getting the full workload. So, so if we're talking about volume, uh, and then maybe the efficiency being a little bit down from what we expect with um, Premier Barkley, that's going to drop him down a little bit with the rankings. And then the big thing for me, even past the injury, is his role in the passing game. Right? Like we saw Saquon with Eli Manning being an absolute target hog seven and a half targets per game it was fantastic what did we see when daniel jones took the helm uh, it, we saw a, a backtrack in that he went down to 5.5 targets per game and that was before they added kenny galladay before they drafted Kadarius tony um, i'm not going to throw out you know kyle rudolph or anything but they brought in weapons right because they wanted to give daniel jones more weapons which means there's probably going to be a little bit more of a fight for the target share so i just don't think the the target share might not even hit back to the 5.5 targets per game that we saw. That's another issue that I think when you have a true alpha come in with like Kenny Galladay, you're having some issues with that target share. 
Um, and then third, just the offensive line. Obviously, Barkley is an, an amazing talent. This is not saying he's going to be a bust at all. But when you have probably what's going to be ranked as a 30 or, or worse offensive line, maybe even the worst of 32nd, um, we're talking about guys that were drafted high that, that have not panned out, um, just no names on this offensive line. That's just not the, the combination that you want with an injury, coming off an injury. You're putting a cap on the, the ceiling for targets, and then you have a poor offensive line play. There, there, there's not that worry with some of these other top backs where I'm just going to drop him down a little bit and take some other guys above him. The only thing that I will add in here, and I actually cannot believe uh, of all people, Robbie, that you failed to mention this. Jason Garrett is also the OC. So you, you want to add to the offensive line woes. You want to add to you know the, the target volume not being there. With Garrett, you're talking about a guy who didn't give Zeke more than 40 targets until year three. And that was his hand was forced at that at that point too. You know he did jump all the way up to ninety uh, something targets. Uh, Zeke did in twenty eighteen, I think. But those ninety five targets led the Cowboys. I think that was the year that Amari Cooper came in for half the season. That wasn't that wasn't in the plans. I don't think to give Zeke ninety five targets that year. The following year, he drops back down to like the seventies. And you had 37-year-old goddamn Jason Witten getting more targets than Zeke did the, that following year. So that like that, like like Robbie was saying, I, when I take my first round pick, I want to feel warm and fuzzy. I want to feel cozy. I want to be able to snuggle up and, and feel good about that. And with Barkley, there's there's just enough question marks. If if he finishes as as a top five option, I'm not gonna be shocked at all. But if we're talking first-round picks, I want to feel more confident, more safe, more secure in those guys. Like I said, for me, it's just a combination of like all the guys I have a, a ahead of him. I feel better about whether it's volume, the overall offense, offensive line, you know, target ceiling, whatever it is. There's just like certain chinks in the Saquon Barkley armor. Is he a freak? Yes. But we also saw him at Penn State struggle with that offensive line at Penn State going up against defenses like Ohio State, where he wasn't able to always overcome his offensive line issues. So with all that said, uh, Christian, throwing it back to you now that you've now that you've had time to, to sit and stew and think of your rebuttals and you know, whatever smart things you want to you want to say. What you got? I don't even need to throw anything out that smart. Again, all the points you guys are making are valid if we were talking about a normal human being, but we're talking about Saquon Barkley. This guy's not a normal human being. So the injury stuff, I'm not concerned with. I mean, this guy is an Adrian Peterson type of guy that, that uh, he's going to come back from this with no problem at all. The offensive line, I mean, did, did the Giants have a great offensive line in 2018 when he scored 385 fantasy points? I don't think they did. You know, so I, to me, this guy is just bulletproof no matter what's happening. I mean, this guy is, is a generational talent at running back. We've seen him approach 400 fantasy points in a season. I mean, most of the guys we're, we're, we're talking about here are trying to get to 300 points. I mean, this guy has approached a 400-point season. We've, we've seen a, a ceiling that only Christian McCaffrey has equaled in recent years. I mean, you can't get this type of ceiling from anybody. We're going to talk about some other guys today that we're hoping score 300 points in a season. 
this guy is 385 as a rookie behind a terrible offensive line. So the Jason Garrett thing, like if you think that Kyle Rudolph is, is going to get targets that should be going to Saquon Barkley, get out of here. That That's insane. Like this, this isn't the Cowboys drafting Zeke and bringing him up through the system and, you know, making him pay his dues or whatever. I mean, this is Jason Garrett walking into Saquon Barkley. I mean, this guy is a freak. It's talk, as far as the, the, the pass catchers and things of that nature, yeah, it's great they brought in Kenny Galladay. You know, I, I'm not one of these people that's just going to be like, oh, an extra guy here. I've still got to give Sterling Shepard these targets, Darius Slayton these targets. All these guys outside of Galladay are just just guys. Like, Sterling Shepard is what he is. I mean, he's a poor man's Jarvis Landry. Darius Slayton is a one-trick pony. Don't even get me started on Kadarius Tony. one of the worst first-round picks we've ever seen. Evan Ingram, d- doing nothing with so much. I mean, none of these guys – are, are scaring me and getting in Saquon Barkley's way. Sure, Galladay's going to get his, but there is enough to go around for Saquon Barkley to still see the targets that he needs to, to be a beast in the passing game. We know he's going to get his on the ground. And, and let's talk about that first year with Daniel Jones. He didn't see the 121 targets that he saw with Eli Manning, but he, he saw 73 targets in 13 games. I, I don't see any way that he can't see 80, 90 targets you know, along with, you know, 1,300 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. I mean, this is the kind of guy that you just don't overthink it on. I mean, this this is this is a freak right here. I, I will say that the the 70 targets he got was also in the year that Golden Tate played more games than Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. If those other guys stay healthy, I, I don't know. I, I just I have, a, I have a hard time seeing him. Like, I, I think, like, 70 would probably be, like, a – about right, I, I I would think. Should he command more? Absolutely. Should you know what I mean? But like again, this is Jason Garrett. Like, would it really surprise you if Kyle Rudolph, like, if we were slamming our head against the wall because of Jason Garrett, like, wanting to get Kyle Rudolph involved? The the only thing I could add to that is that you could see him get thirteen hundred yards. You could see him get nine or ten touchdowns. You could see him get eighty targets and, and sixty receptions and. 500 yards like that's that's what I have for him in my projections and you could still see him be the running back five or six assuming that obviously everyone has to stay healthy above him but um, you can see him do all that and he still might not be uh, a, t- a top two for Kev or a top four running back for you so I guess that's just the one thing is that this is not us saying that Saquon Barkley will be bad there's just enough risk and there's enough other talent at running back where you don't need to take him as that running back two or that running back four um, because of just some of the, the, the concerns that we've laid out.